Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into episode number 25, right? 25? Is that? You've hit the big 2-5 in terms of episodes here. Quarter century. In the Get Around podcast studio here at the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, joining me as always, and I'm always happy to have these two fellas by my side. Makes me feel safe and comfortable, like nothing in this world can hurt me. And that's that's what I need sometimes. Don't forget the safety of this room. As always, well, maybe not as always, but we do have a good show for you today. At least we think we do. We haven't started it yet. There's a lot that could probably go wrong. Maybe. Maybe. And we'll we'll see how everything rolls out as we move forward. Again, in the office with me, Jimmy James Cook, BA sports writer, Brett Summers, just... Uh, I, there's nobody that dresses better than you in this office. Thank you, Brendan. Nobody at all. If it was up to me, I wear I would wear jeans and a hoodie every day, and right now I wear jeans and sweaters, and the sweaters aren't actually even that nice. They're like the super casual one from hashtag Coles. And it's... Uh, it, shirts and ties are just comfortable to me. Like, I feel relaxed and... Jeans and hoodies, Chill. man. Like, if I could, I would wear basketball pants and big old hoodies into the office every single day. But That'd be number two. Jeans aren't relaxing. No, not to you, because you got big old tree trunks for thighs. <laughs> Good Lord, every time you wear jeans, I'm afraid they're going to bust at the seams. This isn't because you're fat. and You're you're really, you know, uh, you're in great shape. But, I mean, the... Those thighs, buddy. <laughs> Whew. You've already been voted to have the uh, the finest hindquarters in the office. Yeah. We all know about that. Or at least you found out about it. I found out about it eventually. We are going to be going over, what, we had five state champions in, the, in last week's action on the slopes and then also on the mats. So we're going to get to all of them along with a couple of other athletes in our Get Around Hall of Fame segment. We will look into round two of the Get Around's Sports Movie Madness, go over the the matchups that weren't really close. There wasn't. There were only a couple that differed on Twitter and on the Survey Monkey uh, on the poll there. And but uh, other than that, most of them pretty uh, did a pretty good job of kicking the other's ass up and down the bracket of sports movie madness. And we also have Trevor City West's Miguel Barrientos. We're gonna find out if it's okay to call him Miggy. We've had this discussion on here before and in the office. Are we allowed to call him Miggy? When we spell Miggy, is it still with two eyes? And it's 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 a tough one. Two eyes, two G's. We'll ask him if he knows how to spell his name. I would I would think that he would, and that would of course uh, in a couple of weeks. We talked about this before. We've got the uh, athletes name spelling bee coming up, where I will be the moderator and. James and Brett will go head to head, and how come you don't have to spell? It's pretty convenient that you excuse yourself. Where was yourself this executive this? decision made? Someone needed to be the moderator. Moderators okay. can jump in. What's it should be round robin? It, it, that would be great if, if that we was were going to go by those rules. You would only be the moderator in this entire podcast and never offer any analysis of any kind. But to be but, fair, that is usually the case. <laughs> Most of what I have to offer is garbage anyway. So, that's why I leave it to you guys. Don't the, be so hard on yourself. The sports, the sports experts here. Uh, but, <laughs> prep is all. Go. 
Josh Prepajal, I actually know this one because James, you brought it up. It's a, it's a Josh Pep Prepajal from the Traverse City uh, Homeschool Bulldogs basketball team. J O S H. That's Josh. And then Prepajal is P R E P E J C H A L. Josh Prepajal. I would clap, but I don't actually know if that's correct or not. Oh, and you know what else is great? I am going to buy one of those, uh, the bells. So when you guys are wrong, I get to ding the bell. <coughs> like they, no, 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 like oh. the actual ding. Like you've never watched the Scripps National Spelling never. Bee on ESPN. Oh, my nope. God. It's like my favorite thing in the I world. Didn't, I didn't make it out of regionals in elementary school, so, you know, I, or whatever age it is that you do that, middle school maybe? Early second grade, school. second grade Spelling Bee. Something like that. You know and, what word uh, I went out so of? So I, I held it Vegetable. against Scripps. Solar and fiend. Vegetable. Second grade. Knocked me out. To this day, I will remember it. Lori Sifuentes. She walked away with the spelling bee title that year. It's, uh, I mean, she was the smartest person in our class. But yeah. So, Lori Sifuentes, if you're out there listening to this, if you followed my career from the time we were in Kirby School together, Kirby Elementary, and now you're listening to the Get Around Podcast, wouldn't it be crazy if, like... <laughs> She friends me on Facebook. She's like, I heard you talking about me on the, on the Get Around. It's my favorite podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, kind of spoiled because whatever year the first time you do the spelling bee, because, you know, you start off your school. If you win your school, then you go on to regionals and then whatever. So the first year we did that, whatever year that was, I won that one. And then the next two years I went out on Solar and Fiend, two words that I knew how to spell both times but was just too... Uh, Nervous. No. Overconfident that I just decided to rifle off the letters real fast and then went, Oh! <laughs> Homer Simpson did. Yeah, pretty like, much. You're like, Solar. Got it. S. F. G. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little closer than SFG, but... Um, you threw a vowel in there? Yeah. It w- no, I just put an E instead of an A. That's what I kind of figured you did. Yeah. Like Jorge Soler. Yes. George Solar Power. In my school, they did. A, they started with classroom first. You had to win mm. your class, and then you went to the school. I think. Maybe that, and, and maybe then, that is how it was, went. And then it was like, then you went off to somewhere else if you won the school thing. I think I got to the finals of the school, but I didn't win there. I did win the math competition thing in my junior high school, and then I got to go to, I think, Ferris State. And take a day off and go take a math test. Mathletes. Bunch of nerds in here. I was, I was a mathlete and a quiz bowler. I started uh, the chess club in my junior high. I was responsible for that, which was awesome. I had a, uh, a Simpsons chess set. And right now, I actually sitting on my uh, kitchen table at home is a World War II era chess set nice. that I got from my uh, grandfather in his will, which was pretty cool. I mean, not, you know, he's dead, so that's not cool, but giving me the the chess set, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, chess, spelling bee, mathletics. Moving on from geekery. Quiz bowl. Quiz quiz bowl. To sports geekery. To, yes. Like I said, we'll have uh, Miwan Barrientos coming up in a little bit. And before we get to that, districts action opening up for boys basketball this week. Which is very exciting. We had the girls last week, and if you haven't uh, had a chance to yet, go back and listen to our prep basketball postseason special that's up on SoundCloud.com backslash the Get Around right now. You're probably listening to this episode on that website anyway, but uh, if you have not yet, go ahead and go back and, uh, and give a listen to that. It was just the, the three of us 
in the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle up until about 1.30 in the morning on Saturday talking. And Brett darn near fell asleep. Poor Brett. I was pretty tired. Yeah. You seemed pretty tired. Both of you were yawning, actually. I caught yawns from both of you. I, on the other hand, I was all jacked up on uh, Mountain, Dew. Mountain Dew, which uh, James just polished off his bottle of Mountain Dew. And that gives him a little bit of... I'm not yawning. It's, not uh, yet. I might just have to keep like an extra bottle of pre-workout here for when we're going to do late podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Pre-workout and Mountain Dew, those are the What happens the if we mix them together, if we put the pre-workout in the Mountain Dew? Cancer. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Almost positive. It's just it just grows right there. And it's like a big blob. Like you got to run away from it. It's a... Uh, Instant jaw cancer. Yeah, it's like a it's a, a horror movie. Okay, but with District's action starting, we are doing what we did last week, only this time, uh, let's hear it for the boys, right? Don't start singing. Oh, I'm not. But that song is going to be playing uh, to start the to start the draft, and then we'll get into our regular. We'll fade into the. How's it go again, Brendan? I just like how quickly you can pull that up. Because like once you start, I could continue it. But to get that first note in, I'd be totally lost. Glad I could be here to provide uh, what is necessary to keep the well-oiled machine that the uh, Get Around podcast is moving forward. Well, we did this. Uh, we This time we actually picked the... Uh, the order out of uh, a trophy that we have in the office for some reason. It, a magazine of the year trophy. Perhaps. Is that what it is? It's a magazine or newspaper of the year trophy that we have. And poor James, number three once again. But it's actually, he's pretty happy about it because it's a good spot to be in. I'm alright with that. You get to go back to back, three and four. I, this time, grabbed our, uh, the first. Numero uno. Yes. Numero uno on the, uh, on the round. And Brett is sitting at number two. As we discussed uh, in, in the office, this week there is really no consensus. Top one or top, top two. One or two or, or, or really how it is. And uh, a lot of very talented players out there. I came up with a list of 40 that I'd be able to, to go through. And when I was bored and put them by position and all that, all that good stuff. But uh, the Bren- Brendan Queeley draft board, I think you should post that to social media when we're done and let everybody see how you, yeah. what you think of them. That's, that's what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> I should be like, yeah, let's do that. I just took Brendan's list and reordered it without actually reordering it. I was it. wondering who copied whose because I noticed that they're the exact same. And, and then I went through and I added about 12 names to my list that he didn't have included, so... Twelve names. Yeah. I left off twelve players. Twelve top of the line players. Okay, nine. Twelve that are gonna be in the top twenty-one. Well, I must have done a really <laughs> shitty job if that's the case. Not necessarily in the top twenty-one. Just guys I wanted to have out there. You know, we gotta have positional fits and. Well, yours is forty deep. I only went thirty on my list. Hey, I had a lot of t- I had a lot of time on my hands. Maybe we want to have fun so, and go eight deep instead of only seven. Do we want to go ten rounds? Twelve? <laughs> no. Forty rounds? <laughs> seven rounds will be fine. I feel like the NFL and they're talking about going back to ten rounds. Well, they're since, talking about that. Listen, yeah. guys, we are already 
15 minutes into this and have yet to pick number one. So let's put Brendan Queeley on so, the clock. Queeley's on the clock. And I am going to go with the, uh, the man that I've seen play the most this year, and that would be Frankfurt's Jalen Rogers, the point guard for the Panthers. Really, I just I love the way that the kid plays. He's made an incredible jump from his junior to his senior year. Uh, he can shoot from the outside. He's really good at, at taking the ball inside now and drawing contact, which is something he was kind of, I wouldn't say afraid to do, but hesitant to do last year. And so this year he just seems like a, a, a I wouldn't say a brand new player, but certainly a, a player that uh, deserves a, a number one pick. He's the, he's the guy that's gonna be running the floor for me. I have a feeling that James is gonna wish he had the number two pick. Uh, after I go here, um, I'm going to select Traverse City West Ryan Hayes at number two. Because yeah, as we had discussed, he went against your draft board. It's not my draft board. Remember? <laughs> it's my draft board. <laughs> it's Brendan's draft board. And these numbers next to names mean nothing to me. <laughs> just like Brent, it was just a Brent smoke screen, so that you would think you were looking over here like, oh, I'm safe. I got this. And then I'm like, bang! <laughs> Drop the hammer on Jimmy James. But, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with probably the most, not probably, he is the most dominant post presence in northern Michigan, 6'8", and uh, the steps that he's taken the last couple of years into developing an outside game to go with his inside game is very impressive, and uh, he's been playing really well of late, a couple games nearing 30 points. Um, you know, West didn't have the year I, I don't think that they were looking to have during the regular season, but... I'm not going to be surprised at all if they somehow find an, uh, their way back to the regional round. Uh, what would that be, four years in a row, I think? I think so, yeah. I mean, they've won, yeah, they won two districts under Fry, and they won the last two under Imming. So, yeah, four in a row. James, on the clock. I'm on the clock. Yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're doing just like we did with the girls, where we're assuming that players are 100% healthy. Correct, yeah. Correct? We're not going to, you know, this, is, this being a fantasy draft after all, we're not going to hold real-life injuries over talent. Yeah, okay. Uh, that I know, I would have taken Ryan Hayes here had he slipped, and that is who I had kind of hoped would come would come there. But but uh, but I'm totally happy with uh, the guys that I'm going to get right here. Uh, I'm going to go with Tobin Schwanicky, who can score 20 points with his left hand. That was pretty impressive. I wish I, mean, I could have seen that, especially that, the nine for nine at the free throw line. Yeah, that is that, just kind of hard to top. And then uh, I'm going to complete my backcourt really early and go with Petoskey's Seth Mann. He's got good height. He can rebound well for his position and play. He plays good defense. And man, he just has a beautiful three-point shot. Brett, I have a quick question for you. Can I trade you my sixth and seventh round picks for your second round pick? Ooh, we didn't discuss this ahead of time. That would have made things really fun if we could trade picks. And but I don't think I don't think you can trade me an extra roster like an extra roster spot. Like if you were gonna give me six and seven, I would have to give you like five and twenty. All right, do you want to do that then? Who does he want that badly? He's offering you the six and seven overall picks. Yeah, for five and twenty. Five? Ooh, I'd take that deal. Wait, what now? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm giving you my sixth and seventh round picks. Oh no, no. You have six and seven overall. So when you said six and yeah. seven, I thought you meant oh, because I'm picking now at five. I thought you were saying you were going to give up six and seven to pick right now. That would have been very Cleveland Browns. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm assuming you're backing that. away now. I didn't want to do that. No, no, no. No, just... no, no. Deal's off the table. For overall 6 and 7 for 5 and 20, you got a deal. No. 
How about for what I five want, and fourteen? I want I want <laughs> this pick right now that you have, mm -hmm. and then my pick after that, and then I will. But you get the next two, so you want three in a row? That's not yes. gonna happen. All right, fine. <laughs> okay. Who do you think you are, Kevin Costner in draft day? <laughs> I have never seen it, but I hope not. I'd rather, I'd rather be Jennifer Garner in draft day. Uh, so what? You're on the clock. I'm on the clock at number five, and this man, this is incredibly. There's a lot of good value there are in this spot. A lot of good value picks at this spot. I'm really terrified right now because the, well, the two that I want, I, they got to be left on there. Otherwise, I'm gonna be very upset. All right, well, he, he was my preseason player of the year, so I think I'm going to have to go with Austin Harris at, at number five. And Brendan's making faces like that was the one guy that I was not allowed to pick. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Sorry, not sorry? Sorry. Yeah, that was, that was a tough one because I was really hoping you were going to take somebody else because my plan was to take Harris and, and Peterson. But uh, well, Kate's still left on there. Kate Peterson is still left on there. And Does that mean he's one of your next two picks? Yes, he I, is. And I would like you to clarify which is going six and which is going seven. I'm actually going to go, I'm going to take uh, my two big men right now. I'm going to go Ethan Ansek and Kate Peterson. Uh, Ansek from Manton is going to be my, uh, what would that be, my second round pick, and then Peterson as my, as my third round pick. Yeah, keep rolling, buddy. Let's keep this going. Oh, no, Brett, you get one in between. Oh, well, yeah, did, right. did you want to talk about your couple of selections? We're still at the you know, top of the draft kind of at this well, point. Well, see, the great thing about Ansik is that you've got a guy, uh, watching him against Buckley, he's got one of the prettiest shots that I've seen for, for a big man uh, right up there with Ryan Hayes. Ryan Hayes has a really nice shot as well. And uh, he's just the kind of guy that uh, is, uh, you know, he's your he's your workman uh, on the floor and, and does a great job. He's also a big man that can step outside and hit the three. And then with Peterson, you just have a a physical, driven, talented player who can, on any given night, uh, possibly throw up a triple double, giving you, you know, 15 points, 12 rebounds, and and throwing up the assist there as well, anywhere between you know, seven to eight. I think just having those two guys along with Rodgers, I'm happy with that. As you should be. So yeah, with the with the eighth overall pick, again, still so many great players available here. Um, but uh, James actually kind of uh, jumped the gun a little bit as far as what I was thinking, taking Schwanke, I was kind of hoping he was still going to be there. Um, even with my last pick there at Harris, just because... I mean, obviously, Schwanke's playmaking ability, but then having a 6'3 starting point guard was kind of um, ideal. But uh, I think I think to run the point, and I feel like I say this a lot, um, I love his rebounding from the guard position. I'm going to take Griffin Kelly. And he has been on fire as of late, putting up games, 25 points. He had 33. Uh, he has really started to come into his own uh, throughout this season, and uh, had some mid-season struggles, but has really turned it around. All right, so I get to go back to back, right? You do get to go back to back. Back to back. Okay, I'm gonna, so I'm going to grab my big guy right now, and I'm going to take uh, Petoskey's Danny Culp. I was very tempted to pair Culp with Hayes. Very tempted. Um, and then I'm going to end up probably moving Seth Mann to small forward, and I'm going to take Miguan's Barrientos. Our guest, Miggy Barrels. 
That's his nickname now, Mickey Barrels. I hope he's okay with that. That's what I'm gonna call him. Jimmy James Cook, Barry Arturo, and Mickey Barrels in the office coming up a little bit later. So back to Arturo. Yes, Arturo, what is your pick? But that would still be my middle name in this scenario, so now you're referring to me as a middle name? Yeah. Okay. And your confirmation name, which uh, is Anthony. Anthony, yes. Anthony. All right, with uh, 11 overall, I'm kind of in need of a, a small forward type player. Um, I think I'm going to go with Glen Lake Sander Okerlund at number 11. Solid value there. 6'4". I mean, he can play the two, he can play the three. Um, I'm one of the best shooters, I think, in, in this collection of, of players. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's still young. He's... He's got a lot of uh, a lot of upside it's a, remaining it's a to his pick prep, for you. prep career. Yeah, yeah, keeper league pick. I had Oakland actually rated ahead of Culp, but I went for Culp on height. I like I said, I really, <laughs> I really thought about taking Culp number two right behind Hayes to go six eight six nine at the power forward in the center spot. But that would be pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> but I also really like the three ball, and even though Hayes can shoot it, that's that was two guys that were going to be taking up a lot of a lot of real estate down low. All right, up to me now, right? Mm -hmm. Back to For back two. here. I am, I've thought about this, and I'm going to go with a bear and a player from Bear Lake. Oh, I am, I'm going to need a little defense on my team. That doesn't mean that the other players that I've uh, chosen don't play defense, but this guy plays defense uh, probably the best here in northern Michigan, and that will be Buckley's Ridge Beeman. And then to give me some more scoring, a prolific scorer from Bear Lake, and that would be Caden Hale. So give me Ridge Beeman from Buckley and Caden Hale from Bear Lake. You know, based on your um, your rankings there, Brendan, you got quite the steal uh, on Caden Hale. Yeah, I had Hale sitting at four just because of his, his scoring ability. And again, we haven't seen that kid play, but for the last two years that I've been here covering basketball, I hear his name uh, almost as much as Garrett Miller. All right, well, I'm, I'm up again at number 14, and uh, I really can't believe that he's still on the board at this point uh, but with number 14 uh, I'm gonna take another bear off the board and, and take Buckley's Denver Cade still a little thin at the power forward position but I like I like that that value there as the forward position is thinning out I am going to go with Reese Hazelton Glenn Lake getting a 6-6 guy to go next to uh, Danny Cole so now we're going our, now we're going our, our six guy off the bench do we want to go eight? We got a lot of players here. Do we want to go eight rounds? Yeah, let's go eight rounds. Go eight rounds. All right, let's go eight rounds. Let's do this. All right. I mean, hey, nine. We can go nine. I mean, we're. I'm good with with going all day, all day, every day. All right. I'm, so my first guy off the bench is gonna be Jaden Perry. Son of man. a bitch. <laughs> Perry was another player very high on Brendan's board that just kept hanging around. Fuck you, James. Garrett Miller's still there for you. Um, no, I, I did say I'm a, I'm a, a little uh, thin at the power forward position. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I skipped out on taking some size in Petoskey's Danny Culp earlier. Uh, but I'm going to go back to that seemingly endless well of height that Petoskey has. And he's a little bit of a combo player, maybe not so much a pure power forward. But I'm going to take uh, Joel Wilson off the board. Solid pick. I've seen him play a couple times this year, man. He's just yeah, been, I've seen him too. He's, he's just been good every time. Kind of a he's a little bit of a slasher. He gets to the rim really well. Okay, so uh, sixth, I'll 
I'll take, oh man, this is, this is. Your preseason player of the year is calling your name, Brendan. He is, he is, but he hasn't been uh, as on point as I would have, uh, would have hoped he would have been this, uh, this season. Man, you really had to take Jaden Perry, huh? Sorry. Really, really had to do that. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right, I am going to go with Brady Storkel from Traverse City West and Matt Loney from Frankfurt. That's the first time, really, that anybody's kind of snaked me in this draft because I was really hoping Storkel was going to be there. So Storkel and Loney. Loney. And that also was my next pick. So good, good job to jump in there, Brendan. Well, at least you're not as upset about it as I am. I'm taking this very seriously, like this is life or death. Well, I'm taking it seriously. I'm just, I'm pretty darn happy with my team to this point, so. As am I. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna miss out on, you know, guys I was gonna take, you know, with my seventh and eighth picks, it kinda, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. What it be. Or since this is fantasy, it is what it isn't. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, that, that brings me back up at number 20. Um, and actually, the, you, you did make my decision here uh, pretty easy, I think, Brendan. Um, and I'm gonna uh, grab, wow, really? <laughs> Maybe not I don't, so I don't, easy. I don't know. Well, no, I was just, I'm looking at my, uh, I'm looking at my draft board here, and uh, I was a little surprised that this is... I, I didn't realize this was going to be my third Buckley player already, and I'm going to take Joey Weber off the board. Taking Weber, who I was extremely impressed with uh, in the games that I've seen him play. That kid is... He's just fearless, and he really loves playing the game. Yeah, you gotta you got to admire a player like that, and certainly going to add a lot to your team. All right, well, one of the guys that I see that's uh, kind of sliding on the board is... Uh, I'm going to take Thomas Hersey from Sutton's Bay. I mean, he's a backcourt guy that can kind of, he can play point guard, he can play two guard, maybe even on this kind of team, play small forward. I mean, he's like, you know, he's got these pretty decent height. Um, so I'm going to take him as my uh, backup guard, and then I'm going to go for a little height with Kingsley's Dylan Reno. Good pick there with uh, your seventh overall pick. Maybe maybe we will go ten rounds. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of really, really good guards that's still out there, though, man. One of them being Manton's Hunter Rule. Hmm. I think. I think. Does, that, does Garrett Miller at this point kind of feel like Aaron Rodgers, sliding down the board as much as he has? If he's listening, maybe. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Hunter Rule at, at number 23. My my point guard depth is is there. All right. So what round are we in now? Uh, you are about to complete round seven. About to complete. So I'm gonna. No, do... Excuse me. Round eight. So. Does everybody else hit eight as well? Yes, we've already hit eight. All right, you've all hit eight. So this is the so so if we go nine and ten, or just if we went nine rounds, you would pick twice in a row here. But if we hold, this would be the last pick of the draft. It's up why to you. Why don't we go ten rounds and make it real quick? All right, ten all right. rounds. Let us do that. Which means that I am going to finally take the comment from Leland in Garrett Miller. And, you know, funny that you Valiant mentioned Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers got picked at pick number 24. How's Where Garrett Miller was that? just taken. And then it's a tough one here, but I believe I am going to go with Kalkaska's Joe Stozio. So that puts me up to 8 and 9. Moving on back to Brett. 
now the obvious picks are kind of off the board, and now it's uh, just kind of a free for all. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh, a little more height here, um, and uh, a school that we have not uh, mentioned to this point. But I'm gonna take Gaylord's uh, Jordan Gapinski, six foot seven forward. I think he was probably the tallest player remaining in the in the area, maybe. I'm gonna take what I think is the uh, the next the biggest guy left. And that would be also from a school that we have not selected anybody else from so far. St. That's Francis? Why, that's why I was wondering. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, oh, dang. This is what I wanted. Uh, but I'm going to take Rob Dome. And he's like, what, 6'8"? Yeah, so maybe he was taller than Gapinski. Yeah. So, yeah, that gives me a nice, solid backup center. I'm going to go with my, my last pick, Trey Gilbert from Bear Lake. The second Laker. The second Bear Lake Laker. To make it to our fantasy draft or make it through our fantasy draft. Oh, it is my pick. How about that? How's about that? What position do you need? Small forward? Yeah. Looks like you need a small forward. Mason Gardner. You can throw it down. Mm, from Boyne City. Yeah. You can throw it down. How tall is he? About 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, He's going to play ball at Hope College. Going nice. to hoop it up at Hope. I actually kind of like that suggestion, James. It was helpful that you were out of picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to offer that suggestion until I was out of picks. <laughs> yeah, I think that is where I'm going to go. I'll go with Mason Gardner out of Boyne City. And to wrap it up, uh, I am going to add my second Garrett to the team. That would be Sutton's Bay's Garrett Shnanaquet. He is uh, hes a player that you would see on the floor and probably not think too much of. Uh, but he's he's a kid that will that can give you 20 points every night if he's feeling it, and to have him and coming off the bench. boards too. He's yeah, a monster rebounder. Yeah, he's just he's in the right place at the right time, knows how to position himself, and uh, having a guy like that come off the bench would be uh, I'd be more than happy with that. So looking at my team, I had from Frankfurt Jalen Rogers as well as Matt Loney, Manton's Ethan Ansick, Kate Peterson from Glen Lake, from Bear Lake, Caden Hale. Ridge Beeman from Buckley, Brady Storkel from Traverse City West, Garrett Miller from Leland, and then Calcasca's Joe Stozio rounding that out with Sutton's Bay's Garrett Shenaniquet. And uh, I started things off with my with the second overall pick with Traverse City West Ryan Hayes, followed by Buckley's Austin Harris and Frankfurt's Griffin Kelly, Glen Lake's Xander Okerlund. Uh, Buckley's Denver Cade at 14, so that was a, a run of four straight Northwest Conference players. Um, Petoskey's Joel Wilson, uh, back to Buckley with Joey Weber, Manns Hunter Rule, Gaylord's Jordan Gapinski, and Boyne City's Mason Gardner. I'm telling you, I really thought I was going to have both Rodgers and Perry on my team, James. Would you like to... Uh... Trade? Any trades that we'd like to... Maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we can work something out. <laughs> Uh, then I ended up, uh, I didn't plan it this way, but uh, my first four picks were all from the Big North Conference. Uh, Toby, Tobin Schwanicki at point guard, uh, Seth Mann is going to end up being the small forward on my team. Miguel's Barrientos at uh, the shooting guard, and then Danny Culp at center. And then after that, Reese Hazelton. I got a nice nice pair of guards coming off the bench, and Jaden Perry, Thomas Hersey, then Dylan Reno, Rob Dome for some good height, and Trey Gilbert, another scorer coming off the bench. Well, this is a lot of fun. I don't know about you guys. Last week was a good time. This week was a good time. Uh, thanks for taking part, both of you. There's really it, still so many good players left. In the 2017, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 2018 inaugural, the get-around 
Prep Boys Basketball Fantasy Draft. One of those players that we had on the draft, of course, Jimmy James was taking him, and that was Miguans Barrientos. So why don't we go ahead and welcome in the junior point guard from Traverse City West right now. Our, it is our pleasure now to welcome in Traverse City West junior point guard Miguans Barrientos, and we've had this discussion, but I just wanted to make sure that the public knows that it's okay to call you Miggy. Yes, yes, it is. Because I, James, you heard from his dad that he doesn't. I think it was Harrison. Oh, Harrison. You got to get the Harrison, oh, yes, the obligatory Harrison, Harrison mention. Harrison Beebe. I think it was Harrison fours. who. Uh, uh, I think it was your dad. I tweeted him at him or something. Yeah. Said that he prefers Miguans. Yeah, my parents are really hard on me about that. I and mean, <laughs> having people call me Miggy. But you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. You're good with, with Miggy. And yeah. It's okay if we disappoint your parents and, and call you. Call yeah. You that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, this season, uh, how, how's it kind of gone so far? Has it been uh, a little bit more difficult than you thought it was going to be just based on the success that the team had last year? Yeah, we knew coming into this season that. A lot of the teams in our conference were going to want to come after us, knowing we were, we did good in conference play last year, and we won the conference, then went farthest we ever did in West history. So we knew we had some people on our back. I mean, people will notice that if they come and watch you guys play right away. That, I mean, especially for a Class A team, there there isn't a lot of size outside Ryan Hayes. So what? I mean, is that something that you guys thought about coming into the season, or was it, was there a particular plan put into place to? Uh, I guess safeguard against that a little bit. I mean, we knew coming into the season, our guards were, our guards could play with anybody in the state. And then Ryan, we had Ryan, him to just clog up the middle. And then when everybody goes after Ryan, that opens us up. So we knew coming into this year, our three point shooting was going to have to go up a lot. And it definitely did, knowing that every team's going to play zone against us. How much did it hurt when you guys lost? Uh Campbell, I mean, during the football season, he got hurt and was out for the year. And then Alex Keene has been battling knee injuries all throughout the season, and I think it looks like he's probably done for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, he's done for the rest of the season. With <clears throat> Andrew missing that, they gave us a lot of, like, he, he was such a good defender last year, got us up on our, he got us up on our feet sometimes. He was a kind of our, like, hype guy out there. So that we missed him. And then with Alex gone, that's a true, like, point guard. I guess you could say that we're missing him without him. Another big senior that we need, could have mm. had this year. Does that put some added pressure on you, do you feel like, especially now that it's the postseason, or have you guys sort of learned and come together and, and now you don't even think about that kind of thing anymore? It was kind of a hard mix-up when starting the year I was the one, and then mid-season, kind of mid-season, Gav came in and started playing the one, so I had to adapt to number two again. But it worked out, and we're starting to all come together as one team now. You've got either Trevor City Central or Petoskey coming up on Wednesday. You, you talked to James about this already, but is Petoskey the team that you want to face? Petoskey, in my opinion, is who I want to face, knowing that we had a chance to beat them at their house and just things didn't go our way, and they got a tip-in bucket to win at the buzzer. And knowing they beat us two times and they're in the season, we could have had them, I think, we really want them more than Central. That must mean, I feel like that that means those losses to Petoskey this year are really kind of gnawing at you guys to to prefer a matchup against them versus the rival that, you know, mm-hmm. that you guys always get up for to play. 
we knew coming into this year Potosky was going to be good and we were going to have a big fight, but we knew during the first game and the second game and all season pretty much we we should have beat them and losing the Cadillac too, we should have beat them and just losing Potosky kind of hurt us a lot during the season. What do you think is the difference between this year and last year? I guess just not having something on our backs last year. Just like no one really expected us to come out and play like sure. as well as we did last year. You guys have a big opportunity in front of you, like like we already said, either Central or Petoskey in the semifinal. And, uh, I mean, West is, is riding a streak of district titles right now, so you guys are looking to keep that alive. What's the excitement and confidence level like right now for, for your team? It's crazy because we know <clears throat> if, we, if we lose in districts, we kind of just, like, let down all those past years. And us knowing that we should just go in there and win every game at least till s- districts sitting at four in a row right four district titles in a row yeah and this i mean obviously that would make it five would it be and i know you said you want to play petoskey but would if you face central come wednesday and you get by them and then get to the district final uh, what are you expecting if the the two crosstown rivals meet again i'm expecting central to come in and having no momentum beating petoskey the bnc champs coming into like knowing that they can actually beat us again but we we know we're the better team against Central and we should just we should win every time you uh you got your first extended action and not that we ever you know wonder aloud what coaches may or may not be thinking but we were curious we after the wonder aloud <laughs> I mean to ourselves here in the office yeah. at least. we were curious you know why uh it took so long for you to get extended playing time last year but it, it came in the postseason and uh, including the the game that you guys went out in against Saginaw you went you kind of went off I mean were you just sort of waiting for that opportunity did you know you had that in you even at the, at a point during the season when maybe you weren't playing as much as you would have liked I guess throughout the season when I didn't, I didn't play against Potosky that much because of my size, and I didn't play much against other teams. It just kind of like, it got to me, and I just knew that I usually am used to playing against like downstate teams, so I wasn't really scared going into that game. I just knew what I could do, and I guess that's kind of what I just did during that game. I've I've kind of described you to these guys from from the times that I've seen you play as. A shot maker. Do you do you think that's an accurate description? Because it's not like you're just a jump shooter out there, you know, filling up the scoring column. You work really hard for your baskets, and oftentimes are making really acrobatic, seemingly difficult shots. So, do you think that's a that's a a well fitting uh, description for you as a shot maker? And and what's the mentality of that type of player of you? I just know that coming into every game, they're gonna guard me like however far I am off the three, so I got to get open somehow, and I usually use Ryan as my screener to get loose, and if they come and double me, it's just easy for me to get, like, assist to Ryan, and then they start doubling him, then that opens me up for my shot and whatever I want to do. I saw you at the the Central West game, uh, at the girls' game uh, at at Traverse City West. Uh, During halftime, everybody was out there on the the half-court line trying to take shots, and I saw you knock down a couple of those. When you're feeling it, like in the game against Saginaw last year when you scored, was it 23 in the fourth quarter? Something or like that, wasn't I think it? it was 21. 21 in the yeah. fourth quarter? Yeah, but just in one quarter. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when you're feeling it like that, when you know you're on fire, well, I guess what does that feel like? I don't know. It's like 
during the game, I don't really think about what I'm doing, but after I hit a couple shots, like, back-to-back, back, I start, I start kind of just doing my own thing out there and just launching them and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, in that game against Saginaw, you had, in that, in that time there where you had that run in the fourth quarter, there was one time that stuck out to me where you, you grabbed a, re- a rebound, came off to you from the side of the basket, and you had an opportunity if you wanted to, you could have just taken that right to the ba- right down the baseline for an easy layup. But you you took two steps back and took a three yeah. <laughs> instead and drilled it. I mean, that's got to be kind of the definition of being feeling in the zone, right? Yeah, yeah. Just after you hit a couple, you just you just body and your mentality just thinks like you think you know you can just shoot more and you'll make them. You just have that confidence once you start making a couple. And you kind of had that going in the Mount Pleasant game, too. You had, yeah. that, you had that streak there. I think it was the third quarter in the Mount Pleasant game, mm-hmm. right, where it was a close game, and then you kind of broke it open mm-hmm. um, where you hit, like, what, three three-pointers from the same spot, I think, yeah, in the three. wing. Yeah, and, uh And blew that one open. So, I mean, is it harder to do that coming off the starting than coming off the bench? Because you, you, you did that a lot last year off the bench. I guess it was kind of easier doing that coming off the bench, knowing, like, Maybe that team was already tired if I didn't come off in the four, first quarter and I came off in the second quarter, knowing like my defender was tired and then I was fresh off the bench, just gave me more like advantage over my defender. Mm-hmm. Kind of used that during the tournament last year. How much confidence does the tournament run last year give you uh, the the experience of that? How much confidence do you get from that this year now that you're in the postseason or at least starting it come Wednesday? It gives me a lot of confidence. Knowing what I did last year is something like I want to build off of this year also and just continue to do what I was doing last year. Is it confidence in your team as well, knowing they have that experience? Yeah. Our team knows what we have to do this postseason to get as far as, as we did last year and further. So we know what we have to do to come in here and win. So I'm just going to set up a little bit of a scenario for you, and I'm just curious if you have a a specific way you'd attack a situation but let's say you guys are down one so a two uh, in the closing seconds of a game you're down one and a two or a three wins it what's your what's your mentality with the ball in your hand and and how are you going to try to attack in order to try to win that game if i know i have shooters like brian wagner out there or even if ryan hayes we usually have a play where ryan will come up set a screen for me and i'll just go and attack and then I have options everywhere if everybody comes in and um, tries to stop me so I know, trusting my teammates, that they're going to knock down the three or I'm going to have an easy bucket in the lane to win the game for us. Before we brought you in here, we did our uh, inaugural boys prep basketball fantasy draft. And I wanted to know, of the players here in northern Michigan uh, that, that we happen to cover here at the Record Eagle, who would you take number one other than yourself? So you're off the draft board already, but what, what player around here, player that's on your team, player that you faced, player that you've gone and watched, would you want as the as the number one pick? This might sound crazy, but I would, I'd take Tobin Schwanke as my number one. I think what that Schwanke is a pretty was, interesting answer. Just the I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you guys are good friends off the floor, but it's just interesting because of the rivalry and the crosstown aspect. But that's not where you were going. What you were just going to say, though, what were you going after, Brendan? No, didn't you take Schwanke? No, he. Uh, oh, you took Schwanke. No, James got, took Schwanke. Yeah, Schwanke and, and Bigwans is my backcourt. That's right. Listen, yeah. You guys are teammates on the fantasy team. <laughs> James's fantasy team. Yeah. What is it about Tobin that makes you say he's number one? 
just the way he creates off the dribble and just gets to the lane so easily, just he's deadly off that. And how upset do you think all of your teammates are going to be now that you left them hanging? Pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan's Hayes is going to be like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. come on. Brady's like, I, you know, I'm a pretty good point guard too. But uh, yeah, Schwanicky, what's it like playing against him? It's crazy playing. I've been playing against him for a couple of years now, since like early middle school and elementary, and just to see both of us and how far we've both come in AAU and in high school, just how we started, it was just crazy. Are you guys playing the same AAU team, or are you guys on opposite teams? No, we've never we've never really played against the same. I mean, played on the same AAU team. How do, how do you think? Imagine then that James's fantasy roster is real, and you guys are playing together. How how do you how would you see your two games complementing one another into a, a deadly backcourt? Just the way he gets into the lane easily. That frees up my man to go help on Tobin, so then that frees me up. And just the way he gets to lane, the way I shoot, I just don't think anybody can guard that in, the, in Northern Michigan. And then throw in Seth Mann and Danny Culp, and my team is killing your guys' team. I, your team's not killing it, my team. I feel pretty confident in my team, but that's all right. Uh, so is, is, is there like a, a meaning? What is, does Miguans have a specific meaning or, or something? Uh, you know, it's kind of an unusual name. I've never heard it before. Yeah. It, it, does it have a, a meaning behind it? Yeah, in Native American language, it means little feather. Okay. Yeah, not not a lot of people know that. That could be like your hip hop name, little yeah. feather. You could be little feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody listens to our podcast, now they'll know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a learning experience. People listen to our podcast. I know it's a joke, Brandon. Oh, that's really cool. Um, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have one older sister. Uh, does she have a Native American name as well? No. <clears throat> no, hers is just Justine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're not related to Caleb? Yeah, he's my cousin. Cousin, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Caleb Barrientos is my cousin. Okay. So junior year, what are? how do you want to finish it? My dad always told me coming into junior year is like your biggest year besides your, other, besides your senior year, but your junior year is like the year that colleges really started looking at kids and <clears throat> I want to come off very, very strong this my for my last few games of junior year. I want to just do everything I can for this team and win and get as far as we can because I know we can get past regionals. So you definitely have a goal of playing college ball then? Yes. Yeah. Any early interest from anybody, or have you kind of waited to do any of the recruiting stuff until after this year, or what's your plan there? Uh, yeah, I got a letter from the University of Chicago wanting me to come play there. And then earlier today I just got something from Alma for cross country and basketball. Do you have interest in being a dual sport athlete in college, or do you think you just want to focus on the one? I mean, it'd be cool to do two, but I, f- I feel like basketball is probably an only sport for me. I'd only go to college just for basketball. All right, me once, Miggy, Miggy, Miggy Barrels. That's uh, that's gonna be my nickname for you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really uh, appreciate you taking some time. Good luck on Wednesday, whether that's uh, Traverse City Central or Petoskey. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Nice to have Miguans Miggy here on the Get Around Podcast. As always, we enjoy 
having athletes here uh, to shoot the breeze with us for a little bit. And speaking of athletes, let's get right into our Athlete of the Week and this week's Get Around Hall of Fame. And as I had previewed a little bit earlier in the show, we're going to be talking about five state champions. And James, why don't you go ahead and get things started right now with the uh, three state champions that we had from skiing last Monday. You were out there covering that one. Yeah, we, I mean, three of the four individual champions from the from the state finals in skiing in Division Two were from, from our area. Um, you had uh, Finn Husband from the Great North Alpine team, the co-op of uh, St. Francis, Elk Rapids, Central Lake, and Grand Traverse Academy, won the slalom championship in the afternoon portion of the uh, of the event. And the morning was dominated by area people. Uh, uh, Galage, Reagan, Ollie won the, grand, the giant slalom um, after a little bit of controversy in which her second run was initially disqualified for uh, they thought that she uh, had missed a gate. But... Uh, the uh, rules officials talked it over and decided that the gate judge wasn't 100% sure that she missed the gate and decided to let it count, and she ended up winning the giant solemn. Um, and she's only a sophomore and already has, I think, three all-state, first-team all-state finishes in, in skiing. Um, and she was there, just there by herself, pretty much. She was the only girl from Gaylord who qualified. Um, and then... Uh, we have Cadillacs, Alex, Alex Netsley. He won the uh, boys' giant slalom as well um, to give a, a kind of a, almost a clear sweep for uh, local athletes in the ski titles. And speaking of, uh, of Gaylord, as you, you just mentioned, two from On the Mat Wrestling's uh, Chase LaJoy and Derek G. Lombardo. Both of them won state championships on Saturday. Uh, Chase in the... 112-pound uh, division, and then Derek in the 125-pound division. And uh, then from Traverse City West, uh, coming up not just short of a state championship, and that was uh, West Jacob Ransom at 189. He finished uh, runner-up uh, in there. But, yeah, like I said, he became He became the first Titan to reach a championship match. Yes, in the mm-hmm. history of the, of the program there, which is what now in its 21st year. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, previous only two finalists that, or state placers that they had were um, Vincent, Priante. Vincent Priante and Phil Teal. Phil Teal, yeah, USA Rugby star. Mm-hmm. Other big action that we had on Saturday was hockey regionals, and Brett, you've got a, a nominee from the Traverse City West team, which uh, won a regional on Saturday. Yeah, West went down to Big Rapids and beat Rockford six to three. And uh, Mark Alexikov had two goals and two assists for the Titans. And he's been a great player for them all year. I think he's the team's leading scorer. And, uh, you know, at this point in the season, he seems to be upping his play even more the last couple weeks. Um, He keeps putting up points, whether that's putting them in the net himself or dishing dishing off to his teammates. But um, For the app, which which I've discovered is the... Uh, the new slang for an assist when it comes to hockey, they call them apples, which I think is great. Well, and in the in the overtime game against the Reps, he uh, he scored the overtime game winner, and with seven seconds to go in regulation, he won the draw that set up the one timer by Sam Terrell uh, to to send the game into overtime as well. I think it's a no brainer in terms of who's getting in. I think all of those will be our five state champions, and you guys have a problem with that? With that? Nope. No problem with that. All, a group of five champs. All right, so from Gaylor, from the wrestling team, Chase LaJoy and Derek Gio Lombardo, and from the skiing team. Finn Husband from Great North Alpine, Reagan Ali from Gaylord, and Alex Netsley from Cadillac. 
Well, congratulations to all five of those, and congratulations to Mark Alexikoff and Trevor City West Jacob Ransom for being nominated. But as uh, for those five, congratulations on your induction into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show right now, and we are now into our second week of the Get Around Sports Movie Madness. Round one went pretty well. Uh, got some good responses on our Survey Monkey uh, poll that we have, and also the the Twitter polls did pretty well. So we'll start off the we'll just go, kind of go with the the leading vote getter, uh, which to me I guess was kind of a surprise, but not really for me just because I the two times that I filled out this bracket I had this movie winning the whole thing, and that was the the Sandlot that came in with 118 votes to Tin Cups 19. And then also breaking the the 100 landslide there. Yeah, <laughs> what I think is great, and I'm going to make fun of uh, Harrison for this one, uh, but he he told me that I had to have Chariots of Fire in here because it's considered to be one of the great, greatest sports movies of all time, and that was the lowest total, uh, right right behind uh, Chariots of Fire at 13, Airbud 14. <laughs> Getting its canine ass whooped by Remember the Titans, who had a hundred. Getting kicked rights. off the porch. Yeah, getting getting Muzzled. put down. Muzzled. Putting, putting down, putting down poor old Airbud. To be fair, got to be dead. To I be mean, that that dog has to be dead. To already, be right? fair, it did draw major league in the first round. Chariots of Fire, you mean? Yes. Yeah, that was a hundred and five to thirteen. Other ones, Rocky versus Creed which Creed was actually the higher seed here because of its ranking or its rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That one also wasn't close. That was 105 to 17. I'm pleased to see that, though. I as I mean, I love Creed. I thought it was great. Uh, but I would have been really disappointed if Creed had, had beaten Rocky. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was going to win, but I thought it would be closer than that. So did I. I didn't think it was only going to get 17 votes. But sorry, the only other movie hitting 100-plus votes was Field of Dreams, beating up on uh, poor old Seabiscuit, turning that... Uh, turning it like a dead horse. Tur- yeah, turning that... Turning Seabiscuit into glue. Uh, Field of Dreams, 103, Seabiscuit, 21. We'll go down the rest of these real quick. Bad News Bears beat Brian Song, 75-34. to Caddyshack, 85. Waterboy, 53. Friday Night Lights, 93. Varsity Blues, 35. Million Dollar Baby beating up the legend of Vagger Band, 61 to 33. 42 beating Eight Men Out, 78 to 30. Little Big League, one of my favorites, but also beating one of my favorite movies, 64 to 29 over the uh, over Warrior. We had two uh, 16s upset number ones. The first of those was Rookie of the Year over the critically acclaimed documentary Hoop Dreams. Uh, the other one that we had was Angels in the Outfield. Uh, beating up on the hustler, and that was yeah seventy-seven to thirty-seven. Um, rookie of the year seventy-three to forty-three over hoop dreams. Then the greatest game ever played over he got game, southpaw over the wrestler, slap shot over goon, moneyball versus we are marshall, uh, blindside over. That was Glory a close Road. one though. That might have been one of the closest matchups. Moneyball versus we are marshall. Yeah, that was that was nine a difference of nine votes. The longest yard remake beat Bull, uh, Bull Durham by just six votes. And Space Jam only lost by five votes. And to Space Jam Miracle. only lost by five to Miracle. Yeah, Space Jam won the Twitter vote by plenty, but Miracle I, I think finished almost thirty ahead on the Survey Monkey. A little vote. bit of a younger audience on. The Twitter sphere. Yes. 
yeah, Blindside beating Glory Road, uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks beating Endless Summer, and uh, so Harrison has bragging rights on that one. Karate Kid over Cool Runnings. Ricky Bobby taking uh, out The Natural. Uh, the Hoosiers over White Men Can't Jump. Happy Gilmore taking out Dodgeball. Replacements over Pride of the Yankees. So uh, we already talked about Major League over Chariots of Fire. Cinderella Man over Days of Thunder. Raging Bull over Over the Top. And any given Sunday, taking out Breaking Away, so Brett gets bragging rights there over one of my favorite movies. You didn't win the bragging rights matchups. Nope. So well. No, I did not. But hey, I I. You can won just claim to I, be more cultured than the rest of us. I've I've won in life, and that's that's really what matters. The rookie over the fighter. Uh, we've talked about uh, Field of Dreams and Miracle winning, and then A League of Their Own beating Gridiron Gang and Rudy beating Little Giants, ninety to thirty-one. So the matchups that we have in region number one, remember the Titans over Bad News Bears, Caddyshack versus Rocky, Friday Night Lights over million, or against Million Dollar Baby, and then 42 against Little Big League. Is this still remember the Titans bracket? It is. But I'll, I'll, if, if Rocky doesn't advance another round, if Caddyshack admirers come out of the woodwork on this one, I'm going to be really disappointed because this this should be another one of those hundred something or heck let's get 500 votes it should be like 500 to six all right in favor of rocky yeah i see the titans rocky uh, friday night lights and i'm gonna say little big league over 42 i don't know i'm wondering if the friday night lights if people are mixing the show with the tv uh, or mixing the tv show with the movie together at all yeah this is the Um, movie if if we're talking about the movie i could see million dollar baby beating friday night lights region number two rookie of the year like i said that took out number one hoop dreams taking on shia labeef and the greatest game ever played southpaw versus slapshot do you have a beef with shia labeef i just like saying his name shia labeef okay shy of the beef Moneyball versus The Sandlot, two really good baseball movies, of course, on different ends of the spectrum in terms of plot lines and all that good stuff. And Blindside versus Mighty Ducks. The Sandlot, just as great of a movie as it is, and I think it would make a Final Four run regardless of which bracket it is in. But in this particular bracket, I, I just think The Sandlot has an incredibly easy path to the Final Four. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's, that, that's a no-doubter coming out of here. Region 3, you did have Angels in the Outfield upset the Hustlers. So Angels in the Outfield versus the Karate Kid. Ricky Bobby versus Normandale and the Hoosiers. Happy Gilmore versus Shane... What's his name? Falco. Shane Falco and the replacements. Major League versus Cinderella Man. That's going to be a bloodbath. I can't imagine... Cinderella Man getting more than ten votes. Cinderella Man is not his. It's Cinderella story. Cinderella's over. Yes, that that Cinderella story will last one round. I was surprised they beat Days with Thunder, but that might have been maybe one of the worst matchups that we had in the first round. They could. They couldn't all be great. (laughs) That's what I always say. Uh, Region four, Raging Bull, longest yard. Any given Sunday versus the rookie. Is that a tough one for you, Brett? Because you love any given Sunday, but you also love the rookie. I do love both of those, but it's still not a contest. It's any given Sunday for me. It's another battle of Dennis Quaid's. It is. It's the quarterback versus the pitcher. Yeah, because the first one, Breaking Away versus Any Given Sunday, both starring Dennis Quaid. So he's in, what, three movies here. He's he's right up there with, uh, with Kevin Costner. I guess we should have named these the Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid and other, and, um, other brackets. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. 
Uh, Field of Dreams over Miracle, two uh, tearjerkers of sports movies, I would say. At least I know I cry at the end of Field of Dreams. I don't know about you two, but... No? Just me. Great. <laughs> a League of Their Own is taking on Rudy. Um, the upset I see is the longest yard over Raging Bull. Because I was really surprised that the yeah, longest so. yard beat Bull Durham. Are you ready to watch it again and give it a second chance? Watch what? The longest yard or Bull Durham? <laughs> the longest yard. <laughs> but it's going to be up to you, the, the fans, the listeners, the audible viewers of the Get Around podcast. So I suggest that you get to it and vote. Of course, it's going to be on SurveyMonkey. It'll be surveymonkey.com backslash r backslash the get around two. So that'll be the numeral two. So the get around followed by the numeral two because this is round two. So again, that's surveymonkey.com backslash r backslash the get around two. And you can also make sure that you follow us on Twitter at TCRE Sports. We're going to be tweeting out the polls all week, probably tweeting them out a couple of times uh, so you can uh, so you can vote for them. All three of us will be retweeting. And The nice thing is people won't be completely bombarded by 32 matchups this time. Yeah, we're down to 16, which is, which is great, which means we can post the, the polls every couple of days to make sure we get the, the maximum amount of, uh, of voters out there and and hopefully this picks up I wasn't too I wasn't too upset we had uh, some pretty good voting in the first round and hopefully it just grows from here good and, turnout at the polls and you can vote in both both ways you can do the survey monkey and then also participate on Twitter as well vote as many times as you want clear the cookies on your browser history do whatever you need to do if you want to call in sick to work and sit at your computer and clear cookies all day long is that what they call it <laughs> also, uh, for those of you who are voting on Twitter, um, you know, if you want to drop us a comment below the poll or tweet back at us why you're picking one over the other, hey, or uh, retweet it. Yeah, retweet it. We would, uh, you know, we'd love to read a couple of comments during next week's podcast. That's going to wrap it up here on the Get Around Podcast. Episode twenty-five is now in the books. Again, a big thank you to Trevor City West Junior Point Guard. Miguans Barrientos for stopping by the studio. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to Brett Summers and James Cook for being here as they are every week and making me sound like I'm a good host when really all I do is say, take it away, Brett. Take it away, James. You guys talk, and I'm going to stand here and just wait for you guys to be be quiet, and then I'll just I'll interject something that really has no bearing on the conversation. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Come back next week, episode 26, and round three of the Get Around Sports Movie Madness. Mm-hmm.